At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. Once again, want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me... You get 50% off your range time. Don't forget the Defensive Pistol Open League Night is this Thursday. It is co-ed. There's a 184 votes, 185 votes. It keeps going up on the Judge poll, which I posted up there. will only be available for a day. Go to Facebook.com slash Casey the Host. A 2017 photo of Pete Judge was taken by his husband Chase and was taken at the Berlin Holocaust Memorial. It is a Pete Buttigieg looking back over his left shoulder, kind of standing sideways at the memorial and kind of smiling. Now, again, there are those who believe I am not judging the photo. I'm just saying that we've covered this many, many times. There was a recent controversy where somebody took pictures of their kids and people were really upset that they took pictures of kids at the memorial. It was at the same memorial, by the way. Kids are running around. Um, This is for many years, been a no-go for a lot of people, all right? Now, I'm I'm reserving judgment on it. I'll let you decide in the poll. But there are people who believe that you should not take photos like this at Holocaust memorials, and the Holocaust memorials themselves for many years have said, please don't do this. If you want to take a picture of the memorial, fine. Don't detract from it by taking a selfie or a fashionable photo of you or somebody else, okay? Because it's not what it's about. So... Pete Buttigieg has this photo. His husband posted on Instagram, and now it's been resurfaced, and a lot of people, even leftist um, journalists who uh, are sensitive to this, really not very happy about it. All right? So I did a poll. Like, you decide. It's 192 now on whether or not you feel that this photo was in poor taste. 193. All right. Go to Facebook.com slash Casey the Host. 150 so far have said yes, it's in poor taste. 42 say no. Um, Some people weren't sure why this would be considered uh, in poor taste. I explained it. Um, Some people have said that that has now changed their vote on that. So it's it's up to you. Okay, You guys decide all of this. I'm not. uh, All I'm doing is throwing the grenade out there in the comments. So you feel free to go ahead and and, uh, decide for yourself. Okay, the poll will be up there for a day. Facebook.com slash Casey the host. By the way, we just got over uh, 7,700 likes on the page this last week. I appreciate the support. Thank you very much. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Okay, um, boy, there is... <laughs> I don't... I Honestly, I don't know why people choose to get upset about the stuff that they get upset over, but they do. And it seems silly to me, but... Go figure. We have had these three members of the military that have been dealing with 
war crime trials for many years now. We have covered all of them at some point in time. Okay, President Trump has hinted that he was going to step in at some point with at least a couple of them, if not all of them. And he has. President Trump has granted clemency to two army officers accused or convicted of war crimes and restored Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher to the rank of chief petty officer after he was docked a pay grade after being convicted of posing for a photo with a dead Islamic State fighter, uh, the White House announced on Friday. This happened uh, as uh, we were on the air, I believe, or shortly after we left the air. Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence could be released from a military prison in Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, as soon as Friday evening. He was, by the way, uh, six years after being found guilty of second-degree murder. Major Matt uh, Goldstein, a former Green Beret, will have the murder charges against him dropped completely. Uh, by the way, the Lieutenant Lawrence, he was on Fox and Friends this morning responding to Joe Biden, who um, had a really stupid tweet, but we'll get to that in a second. Today, President Donald J. Trump signed an executive grant of clemency, which is a full pardon for Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence, an executive grant of clemency, full pardon for Army Major Matthew Goldstein, and an order directing the promotion of Special Warfare Operator First Class Edward R. Gallagher to the grade of E7, the rank that he held before he was tried and found not guilty of nearly all of the charges against him, the White House said in a statement Friday night. Uh, for those of you who were listening to the show, you are also familiar that the Eddie Gallagher case featured a prosecutor who was removed for prosecutorial misconduct. And the prosecution team actually installed malware on the defense's computer system in order to go ahead and spy on them, which they totally pinky swear was an accident because they were just trying to figure out who on their side was leaking information to the press. Sure. Uh, anyway, he was found not guilty of all sorts of war crimes, and there was no other way for that to go because somebody else who took the stand admitted they were the one that killed the ISIS fighter in question. So you can't convict a man of murdering somebody that somebody has just testified they themselves did. The Navy last month denied a request of clemency and upheld a sentence to reduce the rank of decorated Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher for posing with the corpse of an ISIS terrorist. In A jury in July found... Eddie Gallagher not guilty of war crimes. Even though Gallagher was cleared of the murder charges, the jury sentenced him to reduced rank and partial pay because he took a photo with a dead ISIS terrorist. Gallagher served 19 years in the U.S. Navy, eight tours, six of which were as a special forces operator. He was ranked as the top SEAL chief in his platoon, uh, ranked as the top SEAL platoon. Okay, so I'm just, I'm quoting here. I don't know a lot about how um, the... SEAL structure works, so my apologies to Navy people uh, who might be upset with what I am saying. President Trump stepped in and used his power to right this wrong, and just like that, more of Obama's anti-America legacy got erased. Thank you, President Trump. Okay, so this has come from the Gateway Pundit, who's, again, obviously a very partisan uh, website. So, then you get Joe Biden, okay? Here's where Joe Biden comes into this whole thing. There's just some things you stay out of. Pete Buttigieg made this mistake when he said the president shouldn't step in with the Eddie Gallagher case or the case of the other guys, um, the two army officers, he shouldn't step in when we didn't, we had a, a conviction on one. We didn't have anything on the Gallagher case. And Pete Buttigieg was like, he shouldn't step in. Blah, blah. And of course, I, I had to point out that the only problem with saying that the president shouldn't intervene on this is that the president has the constitutional authority to step in. So, 
when you run around and say that a president is not allowed to do this stuff, especially if you're touting your military service as an example of why that wouldn't happen and separation of powers and all that, it just doesn't make a lot of sense because, again, the president absolutely has the pardon authority for all federal crimes. Okay, That is in the United States Constitution. I posted that, by the way, to Joe Biden's Twitter post. <laughs> so, And I'm doing it under a different account since my old normal account was banned from the Twitter sphere. So this is what Joe Biden tweeted out. Trump's intervention in the American military justice system, remember the president's official title is commander-in-chief, to pardon service members accused or convicted of war crimes betrays the rule of law. Actually, Joe, it doesn't betray the rule of law because it's in the United States Constitution that he can do this. Uh, Betrays the rule of law, the values that make our country exceptional, and the men and women who wear the uniform honorably. Keep in mind, Eddie Gallagher was found not guilty. He is not fit to command our troops. All I did, I just, you know, I just, I, I've promised myself with the lurker Twitter account that I have that I will not be posting a ton. Okay. Um, But I had to respond to that. Article two, section two, clause one. The president shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, United States, except, sorry, I'm hungry, United States, uh, except in cases of impeachment. Okay, there you go. Uh, (laughs) It's pretty simple. But again, when you have the Democrats out there, they're just mad that he does uh, does anything. So super upset that he restored the rank to somebody. Um, who has been found not guilty of war crimes. But, you know, the accused part was good enough for Joe Biden. Okay. Convicted of or accused of war crimes, Joe Biden said. Oh. Okay. Uh, we went over the case with the Army officers um, many times. And some some pretty horrendous treatment against them. Um, and uh, many people felt were unjustified convictions based on what actually happened, okay? Um, so including the murder of a pedophile and um, that sort of stuff. So it, it, it's there's a lot that's with it. We won't rehash it again. Uh, we've rehashed it many, many times over, and a lot of people felt that this was, this was long overdue. So, and again, the lieutenant uh, was, in fact, released on Friday, and he was on Fox & Friends responding to the, the, vice, the former vice president's tweets about him. So very interesting. I would also like to remind everybody that when Obama was uh, president, he granted clemency to known terrorists um, and people who are cons- uh, who were um, accused of treason. So, if you're if you served as vice president for a guy who provided clemency for terrorists and people who are, by a lot of counts. Um, especially by the intelligence committee uh, community traitors to the United States, um, like the, uh, oh God, um, Bradley, what is the Bradley Chelsea Peyton Manning? That's it. Bradley Chelsea Peyton Manning, um, who a lot of people consider to be a traitor to the United States, who grant clemency to them and others, uh, then, you know, you don't really have a leg to stand on when it comes to somebody who's found not guilty in a court of law for war crimes, so... Anyway, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And as many people have pointed out, Bo Bergdahl was among those who was uh, helped out by President Obama. Of course, Bo Bergdahl was, was not just somebody who deserted. He was a traitor. And our media has done a bang-up job of making people forget that fact. And, of course, I know people who actually searched for him. I know people who heard the radios um, when he disappeared because they were actually there. And he was clearly a traitor. Uh, he left and he was seeking out the enemy to switch sides. Uh, it's just that they didn't treat him nicely like he was hoping. And as a result, he wanted to come home again. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Uh, Casey, Mayor Pete sure didn't mind taking glamour shots when he was on his deployment. Like a picture of him out there with a rifle as if he was on patrol with no helmet or body armor. Yeah, but in his defense, a lot of people do that. And I'm, I'm not going to get super irritated about that. There's a question about whether or not that was his rifle or somebody else's. And um, I, I don't know. But a lot of people take those pictures when they're over there. I don't, I don't have an issue with that part. Um, it's, it's just that, look, for many years... Uh, Taking pictures at Holocaust memorials is a thing, and the Holocaust memorials have asked people not to do it. As a result, um, you know, this this picture from 2017 is coming up again. So there is, how many, i got to refresh the poll here, still heavily in favor of, yes, this picture was taken in poor taste. So people on Instagram would demand that Jason take it down. And like I said, it's... It's entirely up to you. I'm not making the, I, I'm not giving you my opinion on it. I'm just letting you know. Uh, let's see. 259 people have taken the poll so far on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Casey the host. Take the poll. 205 say yes. The picture of Buddha Judge at the Holocaust Memorial is in poor taste. 54 say no. So 205 yes. 54 no. Not in poor taste. All right. So you can go take the poll and it will expire in 22 hours. All right, 574-25-95-953. That is 259-9-5-3. You can also send a text message to 45364. And please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right, so we've got a couple of things I've been wanting to talk about for several days now. So let's just start with the first one. Nearly 80,000 illegal aliens carried an arrest record before winning DACA approval, according to government data. Nearly 80,000. Now, of course, they're still pushing this whole, you know, DACA recipients are all little kids. They're not. Uh, many of them are up into their mid-30s. Uh, tens of thousands of people who successfully enrolled in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program carry prior arrest records, according to data that the Trump administration released on Saturday. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, the agency under the Department of Homeland Security that is tasked with managing the country's legal immigration system, released a report Saturday detailing the arrest history of those who requested and received approval for the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, program. Now, remember, this is up for the Supreme Court. They're looking at, the president wants to cancel it. They're looking at if he has the authority to cancel it, et cetera, et cetera, okay? In total, there were nearly 889,000 applicants for the DACA program. Roughly 110,000 of those who applied had an arrest record, making up 12% of total applicants. Offenses for some of these arrests included murder, rape, battery, assault, and driving while intoxicated. For the record, over the past 
uh, past weekend, several Americans died as a result of illegal aliens killing them. And a lot of those stories are making the headlines as well. Some of them by murder, some of them uh, because of DUI accidents. More notably, of the 765,166 individuals who were granted DACA status, 79,398 had a prior arrest. This translates to 1 in 10. Okay, 1 in 10 DACA recipients carrying an arrest record. Nearly 25,000 requesters who were approved were arrested more than once. Now, again, you you might you might be one of those out there going, ah, they're just, you know, good American, well, good people trying to make a better life for themselves, let's let them stay. And typically what you will find is even with the pro-illegal immigrant crowd, you'll find a lot of them saying that, yeah, we shouldn't allow criminals to stay. So you've got nearly 80,000 of them with, a re- with an arrest record, which doesn't necessarily mean that they shouldn't be able to stay, by the way. There's a lot of people with arrest records and it doesn't necessarily mean it was serious. Uh, but 25,000 of them were repeat offenders, and that should automatically be a red flag. As DACA continues to be the subject of both public discourse and ongoing litigation, uh, USCIS remains committed to ensuring transparency and that the American people are informed about those receiving DACA. Outgoing USCIS Acting Director Ken Cuccinelli said in a statement on Saturday, This agency is obligated to continue accepting DACA requests from illegal aliens as a direct result of the previous administration's decision to circumvent the laws as passed by Congress. We hope that this data provides a better sense of the reality of those granted the privilege of a temporary deferral of removal action and work authorization under DACA. Remember, DACA is all temporary. It's important that you understand that. And yes, at the time, very good legal arguments were made that it was actually contrary to the nation's laws and therefore an illegal policy by the Obama administration. That is what has been debated in court Ever since. However, the agency noted in a press release that the data could include arrests that did not end in convictions or may include cases where charges were dropped or dismissed. It's an important thing for people to understand. Uh, Just because there was over 79,000 arrests doesn't mean they were convicted. Okay. 25,000 of those had repeat arrests, which indicates at least 25,000 of them were problematic. All right. So even if you threw out the bigger number of near 80,000, if you look at 25,000 multiple arrest records, you start to get a sense of that's still 25,000 repeat offenders that were allowed to stay in the country as a result of this program who probably went on to reoffend again. Uh, the data was published as the fight over DACA now rests in the hands of the country's most powerful court, the Supreme Court, which heard arguments on November 12th over whether or not they can legally terminate the program as the president wants to do now. We have more coming up on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595 Nine five three. You can also send a text message to four five three six four, and please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right. Uh, I do want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range. Again, located in New Carlisle. If you mention me, get half off your range time. If you're looking for hard to find ammo, they are known for it. Okay. 
Contact Second Amendment Arms and Range. If you're looking for a difficult-to-find caliber, I'm sure that they can get it for you if they don't have it in stock already. And their house ammo is phenomenal. Love their house ammo. We've actually gone over to that for our mainstay and for our range time. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. So I just told you that of the DACA recipients, okay, uh, nearly 80,000 of them had an arrest record. 25,000 of them had a repeat arrest record, okay? ICE also released additional information. This has been one of the biggest sticking points for me on this immigration battle. And like I said, maybe it's because I come from the Southwest and where I'm from, this is a regular occurrence, whereas in a lot of places it's not really seen and not really a big deal. The news release from the agency's offices in Seattle explains that its Homeland Security Investigations Department initiated 4,224 child exploitation investigations, which resulted in 3,771 criminal arrests, 1,066 rescued victims during fiscal year 2019, which ended in September. So let me... Let me just repeat this for everybody. ICE found 4,224 child exploitation investigations. Okay, that's how many they initiated. They arrested almost 3,800 criminals for exploiting children at the border. Uh, 1,066 victims were rescued in the year 2019 alone. That is... An alarming number. Now, there are some people out there that will say, oh, big whoop, it's only a thousand people who are rescued, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, where are the if it saves one child crowd again? Why is it that they keep disappearing when we need them the most? Because if you're interested in saving one kid, you realize that they just found 600 kids who are being auctioned. They're being auctioned repetitively, resold, so people can use them to try and get into the country. This is why there is a separation, because you have to do the DNA testing, and they find a lot of the children that come across that southern border with adults don't aren't affiliated with those adults, are not related to them in any way, shape, or form, and those kids are actually victims. So again... 3,771 criminal arrests for child exploitation and over 1,000 rescued victims in fiscal year 2019, according to ICE. Now, that number alone should scare everybody because that's just what we found. Imagine how many more we didn't find. And if that doesn't make you upset, that doesn't make you concerned, and that doesn't make you want to take a look at our border policies and how we enforce these things to restrict the flow so we can catch more of these people, then you are just not a human being with a heart, period. And I know that I have been accused of not being a human being with a heart many, many times, but here I am concerned about children being victimized by predators coming across the southern border, whereas we have a whole lot of other people who really don't care. And I can tell you that they don't care. Casey, you can't say that. They care. Certainly they care. They're just talking about the... No, they don't care because they oppose all of the things that are being done that find these victims and put the perpetrators who abuse these victims in prison. They oppose every apparatus that makes that possible. 
So no, they don't care. They can pretend they care all they want on their little Twitter accounts and when they're interviewed by some stupid news anchor somewhere, but in reality, they actually do not care at all about those people. It's one of those things that I keep telling you. I saw it over and over again when I grew up in Las Vegas. Indentured servitude is real. The indentured servants are immigrants trying to come to the United States. They are not just from south of the border. They are from the Far East. They are from the Slavic countries. It just depends on the region of the United States in which immigrants are going to be the most prevalent. And they are abused. They are enslaved. There's a whole other story here about how a woman enslaved uh, somebody here uh, not too long ago who's here in the country illegally again. Enslaved them in the United States of America. And this is something that I grew up around. And so when I come to places like the Midwest, where you run into people who are like, oh, those poor people are just trying to have a better life. A lot of them are. But guess what? They set themselves up for being victimized by coming through the way that they're coming through. You've got children dying because the parents choose to swim across the Rio Grande rather than go to a port of call and try to get into the country legally because they know they don't qualify to get into the country legally. And then children die as a result of this. And it's not just the kids, it's the innocent victims as well. Again, up to 80%, some estimates have it higher than that, of women trying to come across the border are sexually assaulted. That's not acceptable. And yet we're trying to have a mechanism that prevents that from happening, at least on our end, what we can control, and people oppose those things. Why? Because they are in favor, whether they want to admit it or not, they are in favor of indentured servitude. They want cheap labor to do all sorts of things. We just had this Republican lawmaker in Utah. He was charged in another state as well. Was it Arizona and Utah? I forget. It might have been New Mexico. Where, again, he was, he was, uh, what was it? It was a whole birth scam that he had going. And, again, women being exploited by this lawmaker and his ring of people. It's not a Republican or a Democrat thing. Primarily, it's the Democrats who oppose reforms to fix it. But people on both sides of the aisle exploit the system because it saves them money. And it's not right. It's immoral, period. Forget the illegality of it. It is straight up immoral to allow this to continue. We have more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Look, the holidays are coming. And regardless of if it's the holidays, you're looking to buy something special for somebody, or if there's a special occasion coming up, like a birthday or anniversary, Impress Jewelry Creation should be your first stop. And honestly, it should be your first stop because you're already going to know you're in the right place when you get there. They have a new line of their own signature line of jewelry. And these are, in large part, individual pieces that are not going to be duplicated or found anywhere else. The highest quality diamonds and gemstones that you're going to be able to find. I've told the story before. One of the first times I went into Impress Jewelry Creations, I saw this beautiful big diamond on the counter. I said, wow, that's really pretty. And Kelly said, it is pretty, but it doesn't meet our standards and we're sending it back. It wasn't good enough. This 
beautiful glistening diamond that I just saw was not good enough. And then she pulled out a diamond that did meet the standards for Impress. And it was night and day. I instantly knew I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to jewelry and that I would rely on their expertise anytime I purchased anything from them. And that has served me very well, as it has served many of you well, because you've written me letters and notes and told me how impressed you are with Impress Jewelry Creations and how well they treat you, because they're amazing over there. It's I don't know how to explain it any better than that. You go to a lot of places and you'll have friendly customer service, sure, when you go to Impress, it's just different. It's a different different atmosphere. They treat you differently, and it doesn't matter what your budget is. They've got something for you. Their exclusive line that you can't get anywhere else in the country is going to get a truly unique piece for your special someone, even if that special someone is you. And there's nothing wrong with buying yourself an amazing piece of jewelry. Let's be perfectly honest. They have stuff for men. They've got stuff for women for all occasions, doesn't matter what it is. Go to ImpressJewelers.com. That's their website. You can learn more about them, ImpressJewelers.com. Or you can visit them in person. And again, let them know, please, that I sent you at 1233 University Drive. They're in City Plaza South in Granger. They're right next to Temper Grill and C. Kramer Interiors. Impress Jewelry Creation, ImpressJewelers.com. Okay, what do we have here? Um... Did the ice stuff. Okay, I think I got all the ice stuff out. That was important. Um, People have asked me if I saw that Nancy Pelosi said that Trump needs to prove that he's innocent. Yes, I saw that. No, that's not how any of this works. That's about the most amount of time that I'm going to spend on that. (laughs) Because it is so dumb, but it is what it is. Um, I guess I'll address the shooting at a Walmart, which is not inside the Walmart, by the way. It is important that you know that. So there was a shooting in Walmart, at Walmart, that's the better way to say it. Two people were killed. This is in Oklahoma. A man opened fire in the parking lot today before turning the weapon on himself, but he only turned the weapon on himself after he was confronted by an armed citizen, which for the record happens the overwhelming majority of the time that a shooter is confronted with any armed resistance, whether that's law enforcement or a citizen. They turn the gun on themselves rather than get in a shootout. The assailant, who has yet to be identified, shot and killed a man and a woman in the parking lot when he was confronted by an armed citizen. He then turned the gun on himself. Uh, So this is from the Duncan Police Department. At this time that we can confirm a shooting at Walmart parking lot, we have three deceased individuals, one female, one male were deceased in the car, and one male outside of the car. A handgun was found on scene. We will update as more information comes in. Um, some of the the law enforcement types that I know are saying that this looks like it's probably a personal dispute as opposed to a random public event. Now, officials with Duncan Public Schools confirmed that all schools are placed in lockdown, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, according to ABC5. But the important thing here is this is being left out, of course, of the story, is that an armed citizen once again stepped in. And if you've been paying attention at all the past several years, you know that this happens with great frequency far more than the the press will ever let you know. Every time I have a debate about this and I have somebody who doesn't know much about the subject go, no human being is ever going to play hero and pull their gun and confront one of the, and yet we have people who do it all the time, whether they are armed or not. Every time there is a school shooting, there is some faculty member who's not armed who confronts the shooter. 
So this notion that nobody is going to rise to the occasion in a situation like this and protect the innocent, that that is not going to happen or that is a rarity, is somebody who is too lazy to do 10 seconds of internet searching with the most rudimentary and elementary of skill sets. It happens all the time. Armed citizens, the FBI, and actually uh, this latest Secret Service report alludes to this as well, the FBI has been saying for many years, armed citizens are critical in preventing mass public shootings. Absolutely critical. Why? Because they're there. Their response time is a lot faster than law enforcement anywhere in the world. Period. End of story. The only time it gets faster is if a law enforcement officer is closer to the shooter when the shooter actually starts. It is absolutely critical. The FBI highlighted how many of those shootings were actually prevented by armed citizens, and the number is high. But the press doesn't report it. The activist groups don't report it. Now, we don't know what the motivations are just yet. Like I said, you've got two individuals in a car, and then you've got an individual outside the car. It seems like it might be a personal thing. Uh, once we have details on that, of course, it'll it'll filter out. And I have a feeling that it's not going to fit the narrative, and then we're not going to hear much more about it. You'll hear about the update on, on this show, maybe one or two other radio programs in the country, but ultimately the media is going to ignore it. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Um, the gunman was not killed. No. Text message saying, I heard that the gunman was killed uh, by the armed citizen. No, that appears to not be true. The gunman turned on themselves, but again... The citizen did confront them. And if you go back and you look at the history of mass public shooters, I'm not saying that that was this case because we don't know, but if you look at the history of mass public shooters, they frequently chose to take, take their own life on their own terms rather than engage with somebody who confronted them who was armed. Usually that person would be law enforcement and they just choose to end it right then and there under their terms. Um, and this carries over a lot when citizens are involved as well. All right. So I want to take a couple of minutes. First of all, it's not December 10th yet, but when December 10th comes, YouTube is changing their terms of service, which may mean that my channel gets canceled. So in the meantime, go subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you like the pages. You can watch the live stream right now. Make sure you click on the bell icon to get notified if YouTube chooses to notify you. A lot of people are saying that they don't. Make sure you like my Facebook page. A ton of people have been unliked from my Facebook page. I did not do that, and they assure me that they did not do that. So I assume Facebook did that. And you can also follow me on Twitch at Casey the Host. We've got more coming up on 95.3 MNC.